going to focus our conversation on uh, contemporary issues in marriage. And um, with me is uh, Job Gichana. Job is a blogger. He has a blog. Well, you said your na- the name of the blog is Capot for Good. Capot for Good. So capotforgood.com is the blog. And um, we're going to make sure this, this goes into that Capot for Good. Yeah. 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 yeah so Capot for, uh, for Good is the blog uh, site. And that's where we're going to post uh, these materials. Uh, and I believe they'll be helpful. So basically, our objective today is to discuss um, some a few contemporary issues on marriage. Um, bit of background is that um, I think this whole conversation was informed by the fact that uh, we think there is a lot to be gained in uh, understanding marriage exactly. properly. Mm. Um, and we are also cognizant of the fact that um, there are a lot of issues right now, currently, current debates on marriage mm. uh, that uh, are no, they're contentious. You know, there are all kinds of threads. Yeah. And um, so it, it appears that marriage, as we know it, uh, given that, you know, societies are no longer composed, like, you know, we, we come from the old days when um, most people found their direction from community, the guidance of elders and the community leaders. You grew within a, a, a very tightly knit community and uh, things worked like that. Urbanization came, everybody's on their own. And the hunters, gatherers. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're no longer living as villagers in the same village sharing about the same ideas. So, so we are out here dispensed, dispersed across the cities. So, so sometimes it's very, um, you know, tricky mm. when somebody now says, okay, fine, I want to get married. What's the best way? Who do I ask? Where do I get advice? Mm. So it's become more complicated. But so today I think I want to, we, I want to hear from you, Job, um, because you, I know you have a very big heart for marriage yeah. and, um, you are also married mm. uh, to one uh, Beatrice, and um, so Job, tell me, what are the issues you guys are facing? What are the contemporary issues? What are the unresolved and unanswered questions uh, in the uh, you know in respect to marriage? Yes, yeah, so uh, I have a number of issues here to 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 discuss. Yeah, I think one of the things we we are experiencing right now is a uh, cohabitation. Yes. Cohabitation whereby you find many people come to live together. You yeah. know, marriage initially, even in the old ages, 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. uh, there was a formal way of entering into marriage. Yes. And uh, ev- actually, everybody knew that you are married. Yeah. So there was nothing like uh, you you are, you don't, you are here, you're not there. You know? Yes. So, but what's happening right now is that uh, many young people, they are trying to, to test the waters first. Yes. Let me see if this person, yes. I can, we can coexist. Yes. So people live, even me, yes, some get kids, the parents even don't know. So yes. uh, when you go home, mm-hmm. you go with a kid and your father is like, okay, you have a, have a grandchild. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are, they are so, like. So the, co- the issue of cohabitation mm-hmm. and uh, uh, most people going into intimate relationships that include common living places, uh, which existed without benef- uh, benefit of legal, cultural, or religious sanctions. Yeah. So, 
where does that place us? Yeah, that, that's a big challenge. That's a big challenge. Um, I, I, I think young people, uh, my observation is that um, um, while the traditions, you know, cultural tradition where we're coming from defined the institutional marriage for us properly and uh, people knew the boundaries, they knew that uh, if you moved into the same house with a woman and you are a man, then that was assumed to be marriage. Yeah. Uh, we didn't think that you are just having a great time and, you know, this is really just fun, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying out. Mm -hmm. We expected you to then call us for some negotiations and uh, now we, you know, we began to recognize your wife immediately the following morning, mm -hmm. you know, and she came out and, um, and we expected her to start identifying herself as a married woman that's the way things work. Yeah. Uh, but today, you know, we live in the cities and uh, you guys have your own challenges. I, I think, Job, tell us your, more about your own experience. You, you got married uh, in, a in a Christian way. Yeah. Uh, you had to go through the whole process of finding who... I, I think give us a bit of background on that. And why do you think that uh, young people are struggling? Is it because they don't know how to get into marriage properly? Um, and what is your what was your experience like? Okay, uh, for me, uh, I think I had purposely to to marry right. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I found the lady uh, I wanted to marry, yeah, I first went to my pastors. Yeah, uh, you are one of them. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so uh, I, I talked to them. I told them I, I found this lady, and I think I'm I'm, I'm ready to settle. Mm -hmm. Uh, when we, 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 we I brought her to my pastors, then we went there to her pastor. Then we uh, later we they gave us an okay. Yeah. We went to the the parents. Yeah. They gave us an okay. Mm -hmm. We had a wedding. Yeah. And we, we got married. Yeah. But uh, that journey, yeah, it's easier said than done. Yes. I think what is uh, challenging many young people is the, the process itself. Yes. Now, for instance, the process of dowry payment. Yeah. You understand what has been happening yes. in, our, in our communities. Yeah. It has become a cow to milk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dowry is a big monster. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the process even and then uh, coming now to doing things official, it mm -hmm. becomes, and, and, and uh, uh, remember we are, uh, we are in, a, in an area where unemployment is so high. Yes. Many young people don't have that those resources to to go through that journey. Yes. So it's not it may not be very expensive. Sometimes it's uh, just something in their mind. Yeah. It can be simple because again now my weddings again have been blown out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because not everybody is really like. Um, um, poor and unemployed. Yeah. There are people who are obviously employed. Some of the young people have found very good jobs. They are actually earning good money. And um, when they get to that point of doing their wedding, they do a, an elaborate wedding. So standards are set. So so I can imagine that uh, that becomes a real big barrier. Because, you know, you know how your friend's wedding was like. Um, it was big, it was elaborate. They spent 1.5 million or even 2 million. Mm. And here you are, you're, you know, scrapping by. You don't, you don't have a, a strong family background, economically speaking. Mm. And uh, you want to also do a wedding. That can be a huge, huge 
challenge. Yeah. Um, so tell me, how did you navigate that? Um, when you were getting married, did you have a job? Did you have a stable job? Did you have income? Did How did you put together uh, all those uh, things? Faith, faith, faith. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, we started dating and we were ready to get married. Yeah. Then I think a month two. Yes. Uh, my job died. A month to the to wedding. wedding. Wow. So I didn't have a job, you know. So should you postpone till you you find another job? And then, mm-hmm. no, actually, it's my wife's. Mine had died like four months. Four so months. So as we were getting the wedding, yes, we didn't have. Like, you were basically job. jobless. You we were jobless. Yeah. So uh, I was doing my own jobs, freelance. Yes. I'm, I'm a videographer. Yes. Here and there. So but it's not enough again. You know. Yes. Now you are getting to marriage. You you are finance a finance coach. Yeah. You you understand if you are getting to marriage, you need to have a, a an income. Yeah. Steady income because there are bills which are coming. Oh yeah, the bills start yes. knocking the on the day one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, but we navigate. So what we did actually, we we, we, we discussed with our parents what we had. Yeah. The dowry. I uh, actually negotiated my dowry with the one man. I didn't <laughs> take the village. <laughs> so the one man <laughs> negotiated yeah, arrangement. Uh, thank God my my in-laws and uh, they listened to me. Yes. So we said, this is what we have. Do you want to get married? Yes. And, uh, Okay, we had prepared about the dowry, not the promo, about the wedding, and after that, yes. So we had set about what we're going to give as a, as a, as a, as a bride price. Yeah. So we added on that. Yeah. Uh, so living afterwards, that was our question. Yeah. So now you here you are. You paid off some uh, dowry. Yeah. Um, the parents are happy. They've given in the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Your friends have chipped in. The wedding has happened, or is 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 going to happen for sure. Both of you are without jobs. So the question is, how shall we live after the wedding day? Yeah. And again, to go back to on the on, 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 on uh, dowry payments and the wedding things, I think many people just fear. You know, it's a, it's a culture which has been in Kenya that dowry payments is harsh. Yes. Actually, was uh, I was doing a video coverage in a yeah. dowry negotiation. Yeah. This young man was so squeezed. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the list was given was coming up to something to him. Uh-huh. Then uh, all the food, the people, there were like almost 300 people. Who, who had shown who up, for, had the, shown up. For, yeah. the, for the Rorashio. Yeah, they, they call it Rorashio. Yeah, the guy, the guy was the one to foot the bill. Yeah. So I looked at the guy and said, oh my God. The guy was like so, sort of at that corner. Yeah, many guys, I think, fear. But if they come out and discuss, mm-hmm. you, your parents are human beings. Yes. Talk to them. Yes. They listen. Yes. Because if this is what you are, what they're going to do? Yes. They go sit down. They listen to you. Say this is what we have. We want to begin a family. In any case, we are we are building a friendship. Yes. There are better days ahead. Yes. They think they listen. So people, young people should not should stop fearing. Yeah. So I think so. What you are saying is that the answer to the mountain to climb the mountain called dowry is face the mountain somehow exactly. be ready to uh, to discuss and share and come clean come open to your uh, potential you know uh, uh, you know in-laws mm-hmm. and and just let them know where you are yeah yeah tell them yeah look i want to marry your daughter and uh, and we put together something uh, of this you know something small 
we do not have the monies that uh, you might be expecting um, and then you know kind of start a conversation mm. um, and then even if you are to do a formal dowry ceremony at least they are aware of what to expect mm -hmm. you know it's, it's not like you know the relatives just come and abuse you uh, give you a long impossible list uh, like you are witnessing, like you're saying, you're describing this friend of yours who was given a list of uh, close to two million shillings. Okay, somebody could walk away from that ceremony and just say, look, guys, um, it was nice meeting you. Yeah. Uh, it was nice knowing your daughter and um, yeah. see you later. <laughs> it has I can't happened. afford. It has happened. It actually, it was last year, but it was on news. Mm -hmm. Where a guy just literally walked out and yeah. that marriage was killed. Maybe it was uh, it could have been a good marriage. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. So so the big 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 mountain for young people is dowry. You would think you're gonna get married. The first thing that scares you off is the fact that you have to pay a price for your bride yeah. to be. And here you are, you probably at the beginning of your career, if you have any career, or you are hustling you are running a small business you're young i mean mm. you know job i think one of the things i keep hearing young people you know complaining and um of course uh, everybody says young people are unemployed and that's not a good thing and mm. all that and uh, employment for young people uh, majority of young people are unemployed one of the problem i have with that just narrative is mm. that nobody really goes to the next question as why are young people unemployed what can be done and first of all first of all understand why they are unemployed because there are many reasons yeah. one of the reasons why young people are unemployed is because they are young yeah so you are 22 you've just That's come out of college <laughs> you don't have any experience or you don't have if you don't have skills yeah you you're not trained in any craft mm. and you are unemployed that's normal yeah because who will employ you i mean exactly. we, we can employ you to dig some trenches yeah. um you know we can use your hand dig some trenches if you're a lady you can wash up clothes um so it's not really a disaster that a young person is unemployed because there are many reasons why mm. one is that they are at the beginning of their career they are actually young they are inexperienced mm. they are they haven't built sets of skills that can be sold in the marketplace so they are not technically uh, competent mm. you know i mean it's just the way it is yeah. first of all you come in as a toddler it takes time it takes time to build some set of skills that you can actually bring to the marketplace mm -hmm. so i think it is not a disaster that the young people are unemployed mm. i think the thing is the reason why they are unemployed so one of them is the since they are young and they are coming into life and they haven't developed the skills obviously there's a process through which they need to go through so that then okay so if you are 35 year old and unemployed and you're a mechanic and you've 10 years working experience and mechanics that's a, that's a problem. different problem mm. and you could say government is to blame for my unemployment yeah. or the economy but if you're 22 or 23 and you are unemployed and you've just finished college three months ago really Sure. It's it's not a crisis. Exactly. It's it's really that's not that's a crisis mm. because if you have the right set of skills, you come out of college, you will get employed. Mm. Maybe it's a question of how many years should somebody remain unemployed after finishing college in our economy? Mm. Is one year disaster? Is two years big problem or something like that? So 
the, the, the subject of unemployment among youth. That uh, I, I have a completely different theory. I think I don't buy the perpetual uh, disaster, you know, kind of thinking that mm. a lot of people really think. And the truth is, a lot of young people, especially in coming out of college with some set of skills, they eventually get employed. Yeah. They eventually. I mean, they are all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, but let's go back to the marriage. So I think what you're saying is that when young, uh, young people come into the institution marriage, they mm. face now, they, have, they, they want to get married, the dowry thing is a big barrier. It's a big, big, big barrier. What's the other so, one? So, so maybe before we go out of that, maybe I may ask, so because you're ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, many people I've talked to who have been married for some years. Yeah. Uh, I asked them, if, you, if uh, we could uh, reverse the clock hands, would yeah. you get married earlier? Um, yes. Yeah, because actually what they tell me is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why, why I was waiting for. Because many people think, yeah. even I, yeah. was saying, I want to be stable. I want to be stable. By the time you want to get married, now you want to settle. You find out yeah. you have not really settled. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what, was I, what was I waiting for? <laughs> so what do you think about the issue of uh, people thinking they need to settle first? Yeah, yeah. So and uh, accumulate, you know, get employment, find some income, put together, do some investments, and now they can... They, they are ready for marriage. I, I think um, that that issue comes up all the time. Uh, you hear people saying, "No, look, um, I want to get married, but I can't do it now because I'm not stable. And uh, when I am stable, I'll get married. Uh, but now you you reckon that uh, your own personal experience is that uh, on after you get married, then you start wondering, what was that? What, what yeah. was I so afraid of? <laughs> why did I think I was going to sleep hungry? Or why did I think that me and my wife, we were going to sleep hungry? Yeah. Look, we are not sleeping hungry. <laughs> and uh, looks like it isn't that yeah, big of a disaster. A house. <laughs> we have a house. Um, so the truth is, actually, almost everybody discovers the same thing. Uh, you can stay looking for this stability and uh, postpone your marriage forever and you really never get to that mountain called stable mm -hmm. so that mountain is one big mountain that does not it's somewhere in the future horizon it's in the horizon it keeps moving the closer you get to the mountain the further it disappears anyway so i think the thing is um i think when one really feels that um i want to get married they they, they shouldn't go they shouldn't use stability financial stability as an excuse like you've described the the, 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 the dowry thing mm -hmm. I, I, and I, I think what people mean by I want to be stable is obviously you, you, you know you think you know you think like you, the reasoning usually is look after we get married we need to pay rent and we need to food to eat yeah so as it is now, I can't see where that food will come from and where that rent will come from. So, so to, to a lot of people, there is there is a lot of wisdom in thinking ahead mm -hmm. and uh, maybe taking certain actions, maybe putting some things in 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 place, find yeah. a job, um, uh, you know, find uh, something that you can do if it's a business or something like that. Then you know, put it in such a way that uh, it is actually working. 
and then you know then you can say okay fine when i get married obviously this will be my source of uh, livelihood uh, mm. for me and my wife so there is there is wisdom in that i think what you have discovered is that uh, but there is there is a way you can overstretch the idea and uh, you are you are forever waiting to be stable yeah. and then the stability doesn't come um and so i think there is there is the idea that you we ha- you have to step out you have to step out and in any case by the way the bible says actually two are better than one eh? mm. um so what you discover technically when you get married somehow the two of you using your two brains uh, two sets of you know uh, thinking you can discover it's quick it's possible actually to work out okay you guys are living actually you you are somewhere she's somewhere yes you you're not existing on the air yes somehow you are living yes so if you came together i think it would yes. be much easier how can you discover when you get married it's actually cheaper <laughs> technically <laughs> because uh, if you're the gas you're using maybe to cook yes you cook one meal instead of cooking two meals yeah, yeah you cook one meal you mm-hmm. pay one rent yeah uh, yeah so you join for it's actually easier when you are together absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely i think people so i think the message to the young people is that um you know whatever you fear what you fear as oh i'm not stable perhaps it's really neither here nor there mm-hmm. if you are eating where you are uh, all you need is to come together the two of you you know bring the food the plate you're eating with on the other side the plate i'm eating with on this other side bring them to one one house mm-hmm. one pot uh, one meko you know in in stuff like that so it's actually possible no one needs to be stopped from pursuing marriage yeah, because yeah. of uh um economic instability exactly yeah so uh the, we were talking about cohabitation yes cohabitation issues yeah mm-hmm. there there are a lot of issues actually um marriage being a, a you know generally uh um i i wanted to use the word complicated institution mm-hmm. but i am hesitating because really it's not complicated as it may sound but it's it's an institution that must be taken seriously so obviously you know you get into marriage the issue of cohabitation i think it has to do with uh, someone's moral standing and uh, you know spiritual uh, values i mean somebody's values um there are people who are who don't have any problem cohabitating they they don't have uh, their values allow them to do that but if you are a christian uh, born again and uh, seeking to walk in holiness you want to go into marriage properly by properly i mean uh, you know get you know first of all get joined and then now you know uh, walk into the married marriage uh, home mm-hmm. um but yeah so i think what we see is a lot of young people um trying out marriage um come together and they see whether it works and um unfortunately those experiments don't quite um yield very so, good results so, so, so my worry is yeah because uh, my, my 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 passionate desire is to help build health that's why it's called kapot for good yes when you enter into it mm-hmm. you're gonna stay there forever more mm-hmm. so what's what is the effect of cohabitation on the end result of a uh, marriage and the family i think of all the many marriages that i know have had problems all kinds of problems 
I think the one thing I can point out that is behind many marriage failures and quarrels and frustrations is when two people go into marriage as an experiment, start living like they're married, rehearsing, rehearsing, and hoping things will work, they get trapped into that cycle of, I hope my husband can style up. I hope my wife can really like take me seriously. Mm. And uh, then, you know, then hopefully then we can go and talk to the pastor and formalize the thing. So it's never the answer. It's really never, cohabitation really never works. Because you see, what happens, it's just like quoting. When, when you discover this lady who you think, well, I think this is a woman I want to marry, or this is a woman I want to build a relationship with at the quoting level, yeah. the quoting process is such that you know, people you know, are careful how you behave, you, know, you, 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 know, you, uh, you put the best image of yourself, and uh, you really don't want to offend, you, you don't want to let off your guard, and, and stuff and like the that. The fear of losing you. Yeah, yeah, certainly. You want to make a good impression. I mean, yeah. really, just common sense. You want to make a good impression on your, uh, you know, fiancé or, mm. or, or, yeah. And that's the way it works. That's the way coaching works. Now, when you move into cohabitation, the same thing applies. Exactly. So you kind of like, even if you cohabitate for five years, you're just still experiment. Nobody really is real. Nobody really wants mm. to uh, ruffle feathers. So you, there's a lot of pretense, there's a lot of um, staged uh, you know, behavior because you don't want to offend this man who you have to still, who you are yet to convince to walk with to you, to the, uh, you know, to, the, to the priest for, for, for sermonization or whatever, you know, tying the knot. So those five years are actually basically wasted because you're really never real. So even if there are two children or whatever, it doesn't mm. matter the number of children. No one ever really want to let off their guards. Yeah, because what, what one thing I, one thing I think we're getting wrong mm-hmm. is the foundation of yeah. marriage. When we begin, because one thing we learned when we were doing our, our premarital classes is what you do in a courtship. Yes, you do it freely in marriage. Yes, so it's a continuation. Yes, so. Men, I think many young people, we we don't take courtship as such a serious thing. Yes. When I talk to young people, I tell them courtship is the foundation. If the foundation is wrong, mm-hmm. we don't expect, no matter how good materials we're going to use up here, yes. if the foundation was wrong, yes. if we didn't begin right, yes. then we don't expect that house to stand. The That's same thing with the marriage. Mm-hmm. So if, a, if, a, if, a, if a young people are going to, we are going to make it, mm-hmm. we must make sure that the courtship, what we are doing in courtship is the right thing. Yes. Not cohabiting. Yeah. What are we discussing? Do we know this person we are going to marry? Yes. What kind of person am I marrying? Mm-hmm. Discuss. What are you going to do in marriage? How many kids are going to be? Suppose we don't get the kids. What's going to happen? Yes. What's going to do with our finances? Yes. What are we going to do with our in-laws? Yes. These things. So that when we get into marriage, yeah. it does not become news. It's something yes. you have discussed. That's true. And you need to get somebody who has gone ahead mm-hmm. to tell you what's happening right there. So you can prepare yourself so you yes. don't get shockers. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, Job, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think if, if people took courtship seriously mm-hmm. for what it is, uh, because, again, the good thing is 
when you're courting, at least it's clear from both parties that you're not married. Yeah. So if something went wrong, you know, you can say, well, sorry, I think, you know, maybe we weren't meant for each other and all that. You, you have a, an exit plan. Yeah. As far as a promise, not a covenant. Yeah, yeah it's a promise. <laughs> you know, it's a promise, not a covenant, like you're saying. So I think there is there's a lot of scope during courting, courtship for you to... Uh, for for the two people, to, you know, to kind of like discuss difficult issues, mm-hmm. bring to bear some of their 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 values, and uh, you know, agree on. Uh, so when we get married, you know, this is how I would like us to run our home and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, what do you think about it? People can discuss. At least there isn't that pressure that look, oh, we are already married anyway. So uh, whichever answer you give me, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I think. There's value in people building a strong foundation during courtship, and courtship should be taken seriously. And uh, like you're saying, it is on the basis of uh, how how well and how uh, how thorough and how focused uh, the courtship is, uh, um, you know, done mm. um, that defines or rather, you know, you know, influences the kind of foundation you build on your marriage. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think another challenge, we can move to another challenge. Yes, 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 yes. yes. uh, Facing our generation Mm -hmm. is the rise of single parenthood. Mm 